What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. I think I sound better today, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. We're going to go through waivers today. We're going to go through everyone you should add to your team. But first, we're going to hit some injury stuff. Christian McCaffrey. Holy crap. We haven't really gotten to talk about this because this happened after we did our uh, our previous show. Mm. McCaffrey out for a few weeks with a hamstring injury. Chuba Hubbard is the guy for Carolina. Royce Freeman's like third. So now Chuba, was, Chuba Hubbard is like the starter. Royce Freeman's second. We can get to that in a second. Just, oh, we, we're here. Here we are again. Time is a flat circle. Luckily, he avoided IR. McCaffrey avoided IR. So hopefully it's only like a two, two yeah. week thing. It sounds like not as bad as expected, but a lot of people in my group chat, everybody who's got a Christian McCaffrey in the two leagues I'm in are just like, Fuck McCaffrey, he's injury prone. Like he's officially injury prone. Oh, was that it for me? It was. You know? I, I had like multiple people reach out from many facets of my life who just I very quickly realized what they all had in common was they all had Christian McCaffrey in fantasy, and it was like they all kind of thought they were above reproach. They were like, "This can't happen to <laughs> yeah. me. I was blessed with the first pick." Yeah, and like they were stunned. It was like they were pulled from their shining city upon a hill. It's rough. It's rough. Are are there any reliable running backs at this point in fantasy football? I just Derrick uh, Henry. <laughs> yeah, the, guess the he's guy like that inevitable. We don't draft because like regression math says is like that guy sucks. Even though your eyeballs are like that's the best player I've ever seen in any sport. <laughs> this is why I love the zero RB strategy, and I'm not talking about the one where you talk take like late running backs. I'm talking about literally no running backs. Just don't have running backs. That's, that should be the new rules. 
Next offseason, that'll be our thing. <laughs> well, I actually have started to wonder if you should just draft a team running back and just get all the rushing yards and just we don't think about any of this ever again. But yeah, anyway, we can get to that mm. much later. <laughs> okay, so nice. McCaffrey's out for a few weeks. We'll see how long that is. James White was carted off with a hip injury. He's mm. Pat's running back, obviously. He has a hip subluxation. I feel wow. like no one used this word. I feel like this is the same injury. It just it's subluxation. But anyway, he's out indefinitely, probably going an injury reserve. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Um AJ Brown, Titans receiver, left the game with a hamstring injury. He is week to week, according to Adam Schefter. That's so annoying. Not to mention Julio Jones is inevitable. It's going to be very tough to trust AJ Brown going forward because it's one of those things that could get aggravated early in a game, you know. And, um, you know, obviously he's not trying to leave games early, but this is a big effect on your team. You know, you never know when to start him. He has so much upside, you have to start him. But, you know, again, it's just, it's been a disappointing start for AJ Brown. So this definitely sucks. Yeah, and if you look at the Titans' depth chart, so they have Josh Reynolds, they have Chester Rogers. That's kind of it. There's not a lot, not a lot to look at behind those two guys in Tennessee, yeah. honestly. Do you guys know who leads the Titans in receiving yards? Is it Chester Rogers? It is indeed. No, it's Julio Jones. Okay. <laughs> but like briefly, before this week, it was Chester Rogers. <laughs> That's uh, actually the most obvious choice. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. But Chester Rogers did. And then also Nick Westbrook. I can't pronounce the name. McKean, Akine, I don't know. He also did well in this game. Okay. Juju Smith Schuster bruised his ribs. He's day to day. And then obviously also Deontay Johnson is still hurt from week two. So Steelers mm. are banged up. Also, if you watch them, they kind of suck. So oh my that gosh. is what it is. The gifts, the gifts are the the gift that keeps on giving today with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. There's one where he's just rolling to his right and he throws the ball and just it looks like looks like he got taken out by like a tripwire or something. He just falls on his face. It's just so ridiculous. Steven Ruiz, who works here at the Ringer, he's a, <laughs> yeah. a staff writer, posted this video of all of Ben's shenanigans in the first three weeks of the season, and he put like an old timey movie filter over it and like yeah. played like old yakety sax style music. It's so funny. No, and they, yeah, uh, he captioned it like guys like this couldn't play in the league. <laughs> that was, it was incredible. I okay, KJ Hamler, Broncos receiver. This sucks. Torn ACL out for the season. Mm-hmm. That's just awful. Obviously, Jerry Judy has the high ankle sprain, so he's out now. KJ Hamler's out, so I guess Tim Patrick steps up. Not that they're like the same kind of player, just really annoying because the Broncos receiving core is good, and now it's a lot worse. Yeah. Okay. Tyler Lockett had an awful looking leg injury, and I was sure he'd be out for the season. Yeah. He returned to play in the same game as did Devontae Adams after that head injury. I, I'm just out on like guessing what pe- if people are hurt or not. I have no idea. Yeah, it turns out it's kind of hard to figure out what's going on inside you know, someone's body from on the TV. Um, People should do that full time. Figuring out. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's not hard to figure out what's going on inside someone's body. When you watch Devonte Adams get knocked unconscious and he leaves the field and then comes back in one and a half plays, that guy definitely had a concussion. Yeah. That was 100%. A bit, a bit strange because the NFL and of course the NFL is coming back and saying, Oh yeah, we feel very good about how that whole scenario went out, went down. Um, you know, bottom line, I hope he's okay. I just hope he's okay. Apparently, there's a guy whose job it is is to monitor like who got a concussion on the field, and he wears yeah. a red hat. And they like pull; they can pull people out of the game and things yeah, like that because the thing. teams aren't as willing to do it. You know, especially in crunch time situations like that. I think there should be a rule: if you lose consciousness, you shouldn't be able to come back into a football game. That is That's a rule. De- Devonte Adams lost consciousness. I, I, I. It's, I, I mean, that's like a medical thing to decide, but I, I also shared that opinion while I was watching the television. Yeah. So I was surprised he re-entered the game. <laughs> yes. 
Anyway, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, Giants receivers, both also left with hamstring injuries. A lot of hamstring injuries. So, I mean, that's just annoying. Kenny Galladay also is managing like a hip thing, just as he did last year. So the Giants are banged up. Amazing yep. what happens when you just gather a bunch of injury-prone players together. Okay. And then Elijah Moore for the Jets receiver, also diagnosed with a concussion. So, DK, is Elijah Moore droppable in 12-team leagues? Whew. I think so. I think there's better options. It's definitely on the verge. It's definitely like on if the you verge. think about all the wide receivers we're about to bid on in this episode, do you think you'd rather have all those guys than Elijah Moore? That is a very good question. Let me look at my list here. Yeah, probably. Honestly, yeah. at this point, it's like the offense for the Jets is just so low ceiling. You never know what you're going to get. You know, uh, Zach Wilson is not going to look good. The protection is not held up. It's just one of those things is, are you going to want to depend on the Jets pass catchers, especially when he's the number two pass catcher or three or worse, you know, at this point? Like, yeah. Even down the road, like, is his upside better than like Tim Patrick's? Probably not. Probably not. I, I'm definitely still like very bullish in Dynasty, but yeah, like season long, it's not looking good for him. It's just, it's not started out well. I mean, he missed a huge chunk of time in training camp with the quad injury or whatever it was. Now he's been diagnosed with a concussion, so he could miss some time again. Um, and yeah, like I said before, just the offense sucks. So it's just, there's such a low ceiling, you know, to begin with. So yeah, I would probably say this is, he's the type of guy who's like, you know, we could say drop him for one of these other guys you're picking up this week. I like, I like, yeah, we, we give so many, uh, ad advice. I like to also give drop advice. Another guy that's droppable ish curious. It, I, I think Ronald Jones is getting that place. Oh Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely there. I mean, he's. I think he's lost complete confidence. Or he, he he's completely lost his confidence plus the confidence of the coaches. Um, it sounds like you know because Gio, Gio Bernard got hurt in this last game, and so it's sounding like, according to Arians, they're just going to lean have more heavily on Leonard Fournette. So Lenny Fournette is starting to look like a three down guy. You know, he has a, he has a low ceiling just because I don't think he's very dynamic as a runner and any and all that. But it doesn't feel like Jones is pushing him for the job. And and Jones, if anything, it's just been mental mistakes. So. Um, I don't know how you really come back from that, to be honest, unless Leonard Fournette gets hurt. Yeah. All right. So let's get to some showdown time. We're going to go through all the waiver pickups again. If you don't know how this works, we're all going to give our top pickup for this week at a position. If we have the same guy, that's not allowed. So we're going to do a trivia tiebreaker <laughs> to kind of simulate waivers. We're going to do a trivia tiebreaker. Whoever's closer gets the guy. Whoever loses has to pick someone else. You'll figure it out. It's not super complicated. Uh, if you have showdown time trivia questions, email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. I go through them. Put the answers at the bottom of the text because, like, otherwise I see them. Also, put in the, just put in the subject line showdown time trivia, something like that, and we'll go through them. So thank you in advance to everyone who's already emailed us. We get a lot of these. So without further ado, DK. Also, yep. Alex Madison is not eligible for this week. We have decided right. this because he's yep. owned in way too many leagues. He would probably so, he would certainly be the top choice though, right here, if he were. He's up there. Okay, but he he's is out honestly, I don't. It's not relevant. I honestly don't know if he is because, like, I feel like Dalvin's going to play. Probably. Yeah. Regardless, you should pick him up. But however, he's not in this exercise. So, with that said, DK, your top running back choice after week three is who? It's Chuba Hubbard for the Panthers, who on Yahoo Stunner. is twenty five percent rostered. Um, did you guys pick him as well? Wow. Stunning. Uh, mine was Benny Snell. No, yeah, it was Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> Denny, Benny Snell has one touch this season. I think I saw. I think Todd Gurley's going to go to the Niners. No, I have Chuba Hubbard, obviously. Yeah. Well, McCaffrey's hurt. I mean, do we really need any analysis here beyond, like, do you think Chuba Hubbard gets the whole job, or do you think... What's the breakdown between Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman, DK? I mean, I think it's going to be... 
80 plus percent Chuba Hubbard at this point. There's a small chance that I think Royce Freeman's going to get worked in a little bit here and there so they can take a little bit of pressure off of Hubbard. Um, but based on the way they used them, this duo in the game after McCaffrey went out, it was like the Chuba Hubbard show. So assuming that sort of utilization like carries over going forward, um, that's exactly what we can expect. He's going to get a lot of the groundwork and then most of the, the work in the air. He had five targets in this last game, 27 yards receiving on three catches, plus 52 rushing yards on 11 carries. So um, it's definitely a, a really lucrative opportunity. As long as McCaffrey's out, he's going to be getting a huge amount of volume. And honestly, they're on a pretty good team right now. Like the Panthers are much better than anyone expected. So I think this is a definitely a good opportunity on the way of wire this week, just, just this week, because McCaffrey will be back probably pretty soon. Yeah. Do you see him, DK, as Mike Davis last year? Like, you know, putting up, 75 to 80% of McCaffrey's numbers. Yeah, I think that's probably the ballpark. I mean, he this is a guy that rushed for 2000 yards in 2019. He, he had a he had a down 2020 um for a, a variety of reasons in college, correct? Sorry. Um but I mean, he was he's an explosive guy. He's handled the heavy workload before. He, you know, he's he's got that juice that I don't think Royce Freeman has whatsoever. Royce Freeman is more of like a early down grinder type guy. He's almost like a Fournette type player. Chuba Hubbard is a slasher and he's got some, he's got some burst. So um, I'm kind of excited to see how he does. How much are you guys dropping on Chuba? Like if he's only, if you think he's only got two, three weeks, maybe here, like, are you spending a third of your budget on him? Is it one of those type of big money drops? If you like, are, or if you're below 500, yeah. Cause you need to win. If you're yeah. like below 500 and you don't have great running backs or you're not who sure is in your flex, like go for it. Cause like if you're two or three games under 500 a few weeks from now, it doesn't matter. Like you suck. Yeah. You plus he's, playoffs. he's still going to be a really high value flex or not flex, really high value handcuff plus hamstring injuries, man. They're tough. Yeah. McCaffrey could end up re injuring that thing. So yeah, I think he's definitely worth showing out. I, I, my, the first thing that came to my mind is like 25%. Maybe more, but, um, you know, I, I already blew it all on Elijah Mitchell, so it doesn't matter. Same. There you go. What do we know? <laughs> okay. So let's just get to it. We don't need to sell Christian McCaffrey's backup anymore. Yeah. It's from Benjamin. Whoa, whoa, Come on. Craig. It is Chuba Hubbard showdown time. It's from Benjamin. The chocolate Didn't even acknowledge it. But it's much better with that way. It was, yeah, it's better. Well, you've been saying showdown, and people, the people wanted the people really time. wanted you to go back to what it was. People were upset it wasn't called showdown time anymore. It's just showdown, so we went back to showdown time. It's like the difference between let's get ready to rumble and it's time. Just put them together. What? It's time to let's get ready for rumble. You know the two brothers <laughs> that's like each have their catchphrase. It's like oh the buffers. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy's got the let's get ready to rumble one, and then his uh, his brother's just it's time, isn't it? It's time. I could be misremembering. Well, that's UFC versus Bach. Yeah, it's like it's time. Should we go back to the McCaffrey thing? No. One time I I was at a hotel uh, working out in the gym, and that buffer guy was next to me on Which, an elliptical. Bruce, <laughs> or the UFC guy, or the boxing one? The boxing one. Was that in Miami? Yeah, that's awesome. He, he, oh, I bet he's like shredded. He was pretty old, but looked very in shape. Man. So. <laughs> That's what they say about me. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Okay. Man, now I just kind of want people to email us showdown trivia times about the Buffer family. Okay. From Benjamin. Ben. The chocolate chip cookie was invented by Ruth Graves at the Toll House Inn in 1938. In what year was the Oreo invented? 
<laughs> Wait, chocolate chocolate chip cookie was invented in 1938. When was the Oreo invented? Yes. Okay. Fuck it. Let's go. All right. I think I, I think I know what I'm going to say. Are, are we going to try and say this at the exact same time again? This is such yeah. a silly way of doing this, but I guess it works. What do you think we should do? Just think of it and have integrity, and then say it after the other person says it. Yeah, I mean, if we <laughs> if we could trust Heifetz, we would do it yeah, that way. I was gonna say Heifetz is you the guys wild card this here. Like He's the I am like the cannon. guy who cheats when it's just you two just won't go through the emails for the trivia, and then I get pinned. As I, the listen, bad guy. I've got some trivia written down here, bub. <laughs> okay, let's go. All right. Craig, you go first. I'm going to have a number in my head, and I'm just going to say it after you're done saying it. No matter how dumb it sounds, yeah. after my answer, which is going to be even dumber, I guarantee it, you have to say yeah, You're going to be like, okay. oh, I, I had 1138 during the Crusades. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say 1842. Holy shit. Okay. I'm going with 1961. I'm going 1941. Feels like a World War II thing to me. I don't know why I figure that the point of this trivia is like the chocolate chip cookie sounds like the oldest cookie. It's like it should be like the first cookie ever invented. <laughs> yeah. So I would say this is like a, a reverse psychology thing where they're trying to make you guess later. I think it's before. Okay. I, I also think there's something up with this question. There's an agenda. Because you're going to think this is big. You're going to think the Oreo work. is more modern and like interesting and weird, but I'm going to say it's for some reason old as shit. 1912. What? Wow. So I said 41. Craig, what year did you say? 42, but in 18. Oh, so I, <laughs> I definitely won that. Okay, that, that was very easy math. Different century altogether. Yeah. All right. So I get Chuba Hubbard. All right. And I get some Oreos. Also, quick, important thing on Oreos. I love the double stuffed. I think the mm. resealable, the package was like one of the great and long overdue innovations of the 21st century right there with like, you know, the whole internet thing. However, there are way too many flavors of Oreos now. They basically just make the new, it's like M&Ms. They just make new flavors mostly to keep other companies from having the space on the shelves, which is just as valuable as selling the original boxes. These flavors are out of control. It's like the new iPhone updates. Now we got it in purple. It's like red velvet, pumpkin spice latte Oreos. Oh my gosh. I don't think it's like the iPhone, though. I have to counter to DK. Oreos are fantastic, but... The spirit of the answer, I was correct. I, I predicted what? what the guy was trying to do. I went before the chocolate chip cookie. You guys both went after. I was he was trying to trick us into going back in time. I didn't fall for it. I so you know, just want to give myself. Can I also that. tell you guys something <laughs> repulsive about me? I think Oreos are kind of better with age. What? No, they get all like stale Oreos are like better than fresh Oreos. <laughs> That's a horrible fucking idea. That's kind of true. They get stale. <laughs> I thought you said you just you just said you like the seal thing. That, that <laughs> Clearly you fresh. don't. <laughs> I guess I didn't think about those are two contrary things. Okay, you know what? Wait, enough about the Oreos. Tell me about other... Who else are you guys picking? Well, so who's closer? DK. Uh, 50, I said 61. DK, you're closer, DK. So you get to pick the next running back. I get you. I don't even do want to pick the next running back because it's just a huge drop-off. So I it was very difficult for me because I think there's an obvious choice and then there's a, a less obvious choice. I'm going with the less obvious choice here. I'm going with J.J. Taylor for the Patriots. Take a swing. At the Patriots' pass-catching back rotation going forward. Now, there's always the worry here that it's just going to be Brandon Bolden, who ended up playing a huge chunk of time after James White went out. In fact, he played more snaps in this game uh, for the Patriots than Damian Harris did, which is, you know, just like 
Of course he did. You know, Brandon Bolden played more snaps than Damian Harris. That makes sense. Um, however, I think it's, it's just tough because J.J. Taylor played in this last game. Um, but there's always the argument like maybe they just trusted this veteran, Brandon Bolden, to finish out this game. They weren't expecting James White to get hurt. And then going forward, they're going to game plan with J.J. Taylor. He's going to be ready, blah, blah, blah. Like you could talk yourself into this idea that Taylor's going to step in and be like the James White in this offense. And I think he has more juice and, and he's more talented, at least as a runner, because Brandon Bolden's more just like a special teamer. Um, however, the Patriots could just be the Patriots and stick with Brandon, Brandon Bolden. So this is a bit risky. However, I'm worth I'm, I'm willing to take that risk because the J, the James White role is valuable in PPR and half PPR. So I'm going with JJ Taylor. Hope it works out. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to drop him. Don't drop a huge amount of your fab on this guy. Um, but I think he's worth taking a risk on. Don't play him and don't play him this week unless we find something definitive though. I consider JJ Taylor. I think that's a good pick. A lot of upside, low floor, high ceiling. I'm going to go with John Gruden's favorite player, Peyton Barber. Yeah. That was my other one. Just couldn't be a more depressing waiver ad than Peyton Barber. He had 23 carries last week. He had 21 fantasy points. Like he was great, I guess. I don't know. But this is just in case Josh Jacobs is not back and he'll honestly probably get 15 plus touches again against the Chargers on Monday night. But I, I, I kind of feel like Josh Jacobs will be back. Don't spend a lot of money on this, but if you're desperate, you know. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying, DK. I just, I, I am, I, I can't recommend getting on the Patriots roller coaster ride. At least with the Niners, we have the internal <laughs> logic that they're good at running the ball and stuff. Yeah. The Patriots, it's like, oh, that sounds exhausting. Just eject yourself from that situation. Here's your chance to just leave. If you had James White, just don't just take get that back ticket on the and, ride. and yeah, get on the train and go. Okay. Yeah. So basically, get Chupa Hubbard, or it's really depressing at running back. <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. Let's get to wide receiver. This one, I feel like, I wonder, I kind of feel like we're not going to have a shout out time here, but that's my guess. All right. It's possible. DK, who's your number one receiver pick? This one came down to two players for me. I ended up ultimately going with Emmanuel Sanders from the Bills, who has 25% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Um, showed up big time in this last game, two touchdowns. 
um, was a big part of their offense. I think he's starting to get more in tune and ingrained in this offense. And the reason I went with Sanders over some of these other very good options, I think, is that I want a piece of this Bills passing offense, really. Josh Allen looked amazing this last week. He looked like the Josh Allen from last year. He looked like an MVP caliber type guy. Their Bills pass a ton, regardless of game script. They're a very good team. They're going to be winning a lot, but they're still going to keep passing. So that's important. Um, And overall, just I think he has a chance to continue to have a very high target rate week in and week out. He's going to get these touchdowns here and there because Josh Allen's a really good player. Uh, And defenses are going to be focused in on Stephon Diggs. So it was very close for me, but I'm ultimately leaning Sanders here. And I think that he's just going to continue to be pretty consistent. What do you think, Craig? I had Sanders second, a Mm. close second. My first pick was Tim Patrick. Yeah. Uh, He had 98 yards last week. And is really just, it's going to be him and Sutton for a while here in Denver. And I I like the way Teddy's playing. Uh, I just think he's a safe, reliable pick. Sanders, I I do like they pretty much Sanders and Tim Patrick are essentially seeing the same amount of target share. I guess there's just I honestly think Tim Patrick has a higher shot of being more consistent. And you know Sanders is 34 coming off an uh, an Achilles tear. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, he was my second pick, and I found it hard. I think honestly it's just like the offense. I I just that was my tiebreaker. Yeah. It's just the offense. But I agree with you. Teddy's look good. Tim Patrick is legit good. That's the other thing. He's the guy that we've been talking about. You know. During the offseason here and there, he's like the best fourth receiver in the NFL. But now he's the second receiver on their team. Maybe like technically the first because Sutton's still coming back, I think, you know, from the ACL tear. So um, because of injuries, he's going to get, he's probably going to see his target rate go up. They like him there. They play him a lot. He's getting a ton of snaps. So I definitely, you know, endorse this pick. I like it. And I think, you know, he'd be definitely my like backup option behind Sanders. Ivis? I also had Sanders and Patrick one too. And to tell you the truth, like I have been waffling all day on which I would rather have because it's <laughs> exactly what we just discussed. Sanders is has a larger part part of the offense. I, I have liked him this season. I'm wary of like chasing like the day he just had where he was incredible, obviously. But like he doesn't look like he's 34 and coming off an Achilles injury, like at all. He looks good. Like yeah. he's a really good compliment to Diggs. And I keep coming back to that. Like I I whereas Tim Patrick, it's like the opportunity is big. I also like Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick's good. Tim Patrick would be a much, not more famous, but like he would just be a bigger deal if he was somewhere else for the last three years. Yeah. I, I just feel like if he had been somewhere else, but there is also someone we have not discussed here. And I'm kind of stunned. Name him. I wanted to ask you guys about Josh Gordon. Who just oh. signed the Chiefs. <laughs> Buried the lead. We definitely forgot about that. And uh, I'm kind of just surprised. Yeah, Josh Gordon signing with the Chiefs, if you didn't hear already. He's been activated off the commission exempt list or whatever it was that he was on. Signed with the Chiefs. They certainly need a third receiver. No one's really stepped up between Demarcus Robinson, Nicole Hardman, um, and the never-ending carousel of guys, I guess, Byron Pringle, a couple other guys. Um and I don't know, he's 30 years old. He hasn't really done anything since 2013. But it's Josh Gordon. That's just kind of like what it comes down to, right? <laughs> it's so weird saying he hasn't really done anything since 2013. <laughs> so long But ago. also, he kind of has. Every time he plays, he's pretty good. That's not true. I that think, he hasn't done nothing. I think if you're like yeah. a good team, like if your team's rolling right now and you're just trying to like stack advantages and you're like, you're feeling good, you feel like undefeated. And you're just basically already like, all right, I'm going to get to the playoffs. How do I just like maximize that roster? 
you want a lottery ticket on a guy with like a, an 11 out of 10 on the talent scale and like someone that strikes fear into your friend's hearts, you can add Josh Gordon. But if you need someone, anyone to do anything for you in like the next month I or three weeks, at least I would not mess with Josh Gordon because he'll break your heart. Oh, I, it's just so enticing. I will say 2018, he played 12 games. He had 737 yards. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, so you guys, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we heard that he was potentially coming off the list. You asked me if you wanted, if I wanted him to be on the Seahawks, my team. And I lied through my teeth and said that I didn't want him to be on the Seahawks <laughs> or, or that I didn't care. It, it turns out that I was lying through my teeth because on Sunday... Before the game. So John Schneider, Seahawks GM, gives an interview every week before the Seahawks games. And he said on li- on live radio that he couldn't talk about it technically because Josh Gordon wasn't yet officially reinstated, but he was looking forward to getting it rolling with him again soon. Hmm. Basically, he insinuated like, yeah, we're going to sign him. <laughs> so naturally, against like my better judgment, I let my heart, you know, like accept him back into my heart. He's going to be a Seahawk. And then he went and signed with the fucking Chiefs. But I am very happy for him, actually, and I'll be looking forward to it. I'll see, I, I'm excited to see if he does anything. I mean, this again, this Chiefs offense needs somebody, like a playmaker, um, to be like the third guy. So, you know, he's definitely talented. Here's my thoughts on the whole Gordon thing, like from a fantasy perspective. We just thought there's so many re- other receivers out here who are like fringe and could make a good impact on a given day. There's Sanders. There's Tim Patrick. We haven't mentioned it yet. Brian Edwards for the Raiders looks Good. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk for the Cardinals had another big day. Terrace Marshall for the Panthers is unfortunately for me eating up some of Robbie Anderson's work. And I think as the Panthers like play more, could play even better there. Like, but the point is, there's a lot of receivers in this range. That's the point. I almost think you can pick up Josh Gordon with the intent to trade him if he does anything. Like, that's almost to me the play. Like, I don't actually want to sit around and wait for Gordon. I kind of like you can almost pick him up, and if he does anything, you can flip him to someone who's obsessed with him. <laughs> right, uh, which is me. I, I would if he had a good game, I'd never trade him. I'd start him every. That's my point. If I had, yeah, but if he, I he had a good game for someone else, I feel like I could toss him to you for something. You're talking to a guy who tweeted a couple hours ago that he's going to take out a loan so he can blow all his fab on Josh Gordon. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's just so electric. I just I want him to succeed so bad, and I I, I truly think he's so good. Like I think. He is yeah. talent-wise still, if he's in shape, whatever, probably like a top 15 wide receiver in the league. He's 30. That's not that old. Top 15. Point, he's just like a Greek myth. Like it's not, I do. Like it's I do so think that, long DK. ago. Wow. What are you talking about? He has averaged 60 yards a game for his entire career, and he's played plenty of games since that 2013 season. He still averages yeah. like 62 yards a game. I he is still it. extremely I mean, talented. Is there any player who's like has, honestly, probably the best nickname is Flash Gordon, really, since Calvin Johnson was Megatron. I can't yeah. think of, like, a better, more That is a good nickname, yeah. Okay, so anyway, I... No, 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 we need to talk about this seriously, though. Like, how much money would you spend on Josh Gordon? Let, let's say, let, let's do two different things. You're, what Heifetz said, you're 3-0, and your team's killing it, whatever, you don't care. And then let's say you're desperate for a wide receiver. What's the difference? You need a you're spark. desperate for a receiver, and, like, you're, and you're saying you're, like, under 500, and you, your team hasn't done what you wanted to do? I would not, I would not even get him, unless you think you could flip him. Like, if you have a Craig in your league who's, like, actually, like, loves Josh Gordon and you have an active trade league and you can flip him, sure. But, like, if you need to win now, like, go get Chuba Hubbard, dude. Well, yeah, I'm saying that, obviously, like, I would say that you're probably not going to get him. Perhaps you will. But if you need a wide receiver, I don't know. I feel like you guys are underselling how fun uh, Josh Gordon is. I think everyone knows the fun part. 
He's like a myth, though. Like you said, like I feel like every time he gets reinstated, which is like every year, everyone gets all excited, and then every, it's like a group text thing, and then everybody, one person spends like a little bit too much on him. But if you check yeah, it's like the, the big bat, history, it's like the everybody bit on him coming across the sky. <laughs> it's also, it's also the Chiefs. Yeah, we also didn't yeah. even talk about that. It's the Chiefs thing. It's we Patrick really Mahomes. This. The Chiefs have needed like a receiver opposite Tyreek Hill and Kelsey for like a while. They haven't really filled that third spot. Sammy Watkins was there and then like did nothing except just, you know, briefly win a Super Bowl with an incredible play, but did nothing in the regular season. And then now it's just like the most mythical guy like left in the entire football world. It's just like in that role. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. If I spent my money, if I tried to play it safe and I was like, I'm going to get Hunter Renfro instead who's had a very strong three weeks. And then Josh Gordon in his first game with KC. So do you want like a mulligan on the Emmanuel Sanders or the Tim Patrick thing? <laughs> I don't know because I don't <laughs> want to recommend it to people. So that's why I'm going to keep Tim Patrick is what I would recommend to people. I, however, will likely be irrational and throw some money at Josh Gordon. Yeah. I feel like I'm vaping in front of children and I'm like, this is fun, but you shouldn't do it. <laughs> exactly. I don't condone this behavior. Like that's Josh Gordon. Okay. Do can we name a couple others before we get to the showdowns? Because I think that there's actually a pretty solid list here. Um, Wait, Hyphus, who did you choose? I'm I'm, I'm taking Josh Gordon. I mean, just because like <laughs> supply and demand. So there's no ah! showdowns. Wow. I, there's no showdown. It's like supply and demand. I mean, it's that's like fair. I, if, you know, it, after all that, he went Josh Gordon. <laughs> yeah, you just shit on me for it. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, that's your enthusiasm second, made me that's realize that's the second a value. about face in this podcast alone. I love it. Your enthusiasm just made me realize I should pick him up solely because other people will want him. Whereas Christian Kirk, no one really cares. <laughs> now that you know what, if you pick him up only because other people want him and you don't, he's not going to play well for you. You need to want him because you want him. Yeah, if your heart's not in it, it's not yes. going to work. Um, yeah. All right, so let's talk about that's a couple other people. I'm going talent. Sanders. Craig's going Tim Patrick. Heifetz is going Josh Gordon. No show. Uh, a couple other guys I think are worth being picked up. Uh, Hunter Renfro from the Raiders. We talked about him last night's show. Again, he's not like a ceiling play, but he just keeps getting like 10 PPR plus every week. Had a touchdown this week. He's a good route runner. Gruden loves him. Grinder, sure. a real grinder. Um, Kadarius that Tony. Means he's white. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony looked good. Yeah. This is so I actually just tweeted this out. I um and I think it's actually true. It's like sometimes I get things right. In fantasy football, and other times coaches are dumb. Kadarius Tony looked pretty good in this last game, and then they just like decided not to give him the football whatsoever. No, no, no. I'm not letting. No, Kadarius. Yes, he's looked good, but like there have been reasons he has not played. They spent a fucking first round pick on him, Heifetz, and he showed up the first day. He wasn't <laughs> playing in shoes. They because he signed a, a deal with Adidas. He, they picked he him. Never 20th. played in Adidas before. Signed a deal with them, and then like they don't fit on his you first hear day yourself? of work. This talk about shoes. You're talking about practice. Do you want me to give you that speech? <laughs> yeah, Ivan's who who gives a shit? So he didn't show up with shoes, so you don't play him? Like <laughs> is he good? Like that's why the Giants suck he maybe had, because he they're like contract well, he didn't play. He had the hamstring, he had COVID, he had the lingering effects from COVID, and then he also had like a personal issue. I'm just saying he barely played in training camp. All of a sudden, Heifetz is becoming he's becoming a Giants apologist. Where's this coming from? I actually get what you're saying. I'm just Get busting your balls. So you but. can't bash the Giants for not playing him through the first two weeks. That's all. He got like he caught like two passes in one drive, and I watched the drive for some odd reason. I was watching the Giants, and he looked like the best receiver on the Giants. He looked <laughs> extremely electric. Yeah. Why? Super Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton were both out with injuries. And That's the point. Kenny, I mean, he looked better than Kenny Galladay. He looked better than Evan Ingram. I don't know. He looked really good to me, and I was like, damn. Like you, know, I didn't even know it was him because his numbers in the eighties, right? 
Like it, I didn't even realize it was Kadarius Tony until the announcer said it, and I was like, "Wow, that guy looked pretty good." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but being like really just being serious, like Sterling Shepard's out, Darius Slayton's out, both hamstring injuries; those could linger. Kenny Galladay already came in his game banged up. Basically, their entire offense is banged up. So I think he's worth at least a stash again. And I'm saying this dead serious. He was the 20th pick. Like he's a first round pick. <laughs> you know, um, I think that they need to get him worked into their offense, or at least they should. So we'll see how that goes. I think James Washington from the Steelers is an interesting one. I know that Big Ben's arm is completely shot, but Juju Smith-Schuster, ribs injury, Deontay Johnson banged up. It's basically, it's Washington and Claypool, right? Who else is who else is involved? I know that like Ray-Ray McLeod maybe got some snaps in this past game, but... Yeah. Najee Harrison yeah. is 19 targets. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Um, I think Washington could be a desperation flex type guy. And then, I mean... I'm not necessarily saying you should go do this, but AJ Green is, you know, certainly still a part of this Cardinals offense and he's getting targets and he's not going to get replaced because he's playing on the outside. So, um, you know, I'm still waiting for this Rondell Moore breakout to happen and I might end up really regretting talking about him <laughs> last week. Um, but I don't think AJ Green's getting replaced because he plays on the outside and that's his role. And so he's just, he's going to continue to like do that. And so um, he could be a guy that, you know, has these spike weeks here and there. So let's so let's rule out Tim Patrick, Emmanuel Sanders, and Josh Gordon. Who was your guys' favorite pickup other than those three people? Honestly, it's probably Renfro. We barely talked about Christian Kirk, who we just I mean he had another big deal, another big day. And like it's it's funny, like Is he is he on this list? Because what was his what was his roster ship like number? Like 22%. Cause I would have him I would have him over AJ Green for sure. It's tough. I don't know what's going on in ESPN, but for some reason, people, he's only 22%, but he's 51 in Yahoo. Yeah, so, so I, didn't even, I, I didn't even consider him because he okay, is 51%. Okay, we can cut him out for this still, exercise then. Yeah, if he's available, go grab him for sure. I would agree. I think Kirk would would be the guy. If not, I think I would go with, I think I would go with Brian Edwards. I kind of like Brian Edwards. I like Brian yeah. Edwards too. I, I do want to just shout out again. He has more yards in overtime than <laughs> regular time, which is astonishing. We're just banking on the fact that Oakland plays, or Oakland, that Las Vegas plays five quarters every week. He's clutch. Yeah. The other guy I want to shout out is Terrace Marshall, the rookie from LSU that TK loves, and has, unfortunately, I have to admit, eaten a little into Robbie Anderson's workload. But the reason I want to shout this out is that two things. One, McCaffrey being hurt. he's McCaffrey gets more than, tw like, a fifth of Panthers targets. So that's not all going oh, to Chuba That's interesting. Like the targets will be redistributed. So one, there's just, like... Even if Chuba Hubbard gets half, like talking about just a tenth of P Panthers targets are up on the table. Two, they're going to throw more because the Panthers are the only team in the NFL that have not trailed for even a play this entire season. So Darnold's out here. Sam Darnold is the QB 11 through three weeks. I mean, we ha we're doing this before Monday Night Football, but Darnold's the QB 11 without having played from behind yet. And obviously, playing from behind is one of the ways you rack up passing yards. So, I feel like there's a lot more stuff coming for these Panthers receivers, for DJ Moore, for Robbie Anderson, and for Terrace Marshall. Probably enough for all three of them if you combine the incoming, you like the the target redistribution from McCaffrey with them just playing from behind. Eventually, I think that there's going to be a lot more for that the Panthers in the future. Yeah, that's pretty nice. They play Dallas next week too. Uh huh. You know, it's a fun game to play, and it's it's stupid because this is not something that happens every year. But like, if you go back and remember that Justin Jefferson really didn't do anything until like week three. Yeah, and then he had yeah. 1,400 yards. 
And it's like, we could be sitting on this like actual gold mine player and he's just sitting out there on waivers or whatever. I know that a lot of people probably picked up Jefferson and held him last year, but it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just good context because that, you know, especially among like rookie players, like Terrace Marshall is a good example. You know, maybe this breakout's coming and we just, we just have no idea. Maybe it's Josh Gordon. Everyone has an idea. There we go. Can I challenge you to a Josh Gordon showdown? <laughs> you want you want yes. a duel? You want yeah. a duel? Yeah. yeah. I accept. Let's do it. I got a good. Tri- I got some trivia here. Um, I accept, but yeah, no, I accept. All right, Craig, give me the showdown. It Eagle. is the Flash Gordon showdown time. <laughs> that was like a vintage one. Yeah, that's good. All right, this is an old one. From Mark S. How many Earths can fit inside the sun? Oh, I, I oh, I used to know this. What? Why would you know that? Do you know it? Should I give another question? No, no, no. Because the number that popped into my head is the distance in miles between the Earth and the sun. But that's not obviously the right answer. But I, How many Earths can fit inside the sun? I'm trying to think of those, um, those like gifts you always see where it's like, moon and then yeah. it zooms out and then there's the earth and then it zooms out and there's like saturn blows your mind yeah i think it's like a lot <laughs> <laughs> craig i'm gonna make you go first you <laughs> me. oh i think i'm just gonna win this one okay what you got oh i'm gonna say something stupid i know it do it a one billion earths one billion Earths can fit inside the sun. That feels high. Heifetz, you should have already picked your number. So what was your number? So the first thing that popped in my head was 92 million, but I believe that's how many miles are from the Earth to the sun. Mm. I think it's more than a billion. Okay. I'm going to go with two billion. Although Craig, what did you say? One billion. You guys are both real high, but that's okay. Fuck, so Craig gets them? It's 1.3 million Earths can fit inside the sun. I mean, it's still a lot. Still more than I would think. Wow. The sun is huge, you guys. Um, so, Craig, congrats on Flash Gordon. Shit. Thank you. Wow, I feel good. Now, he is, in, he is on a rightful manager's roster now. Like, I will appreciate him. Welcome into my team, Josh. I'm very upset that I got that wrong. <laughs> I had that on a silver platter. Just like the Chiefs, Josh yeah. is now on the proper fantasy team. Wow. God damn it. That was big. I'm like actually really mad at myself. Okay, let's just move on for everyone's sake. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. All right, let's get to tight end. So shout out a couple of people. Colton James, many people suggested that we wanted a name for tight end streaming. It should just be called buffering. <laughs> That's good. We actually got a, We had some good ones. Um, we had multiple good ones. I can't remember off the top of my head. There was one that was just like weeks, desert streams, which is like, yeah. you know, can't there's just not it. anything out there. There's also George stream. loose ends. That's also kind of funny. It's it's tough out there in the tight end streets is the point. Um, I like buffering though because you're like, wow, I buffering. really should have just paid for better internet. Or I don't know. <laughs> like, there's something wrong here. Yeah, you know how you know how when you're watching Netflix and if it has a buffering issue, it's like this uh, this title is no longer available. 
please try again later. It's like, fuck you. I'm not trying later. I'm going to try right now. Like, <laughs> fucking fix it. Now. I'm not trying later. You fix your problem and get like get it going. <laughs> I okay. paid for this service. Who's your guys' number one tight end for this week for streaming or buffering? I'm going with, and it came down to two guys for me, Tyler Conklin for the Vikings. And Heifetz, I got to give you some credit here. I kind of argued in favor of KJ Osborne last week. And it looks like Kyler, Tyler Conklin kind of took in, came in and kind of took his role a little bit in this last game. Um, we'll have to see how it kind of all shakes out because I think with the Vikings offense, there's definitely some like meat on the bone. It's not all going to, um, it's not all going to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. They're passing a lot. Kirk Cousins is like straight up balling out right now. Um, so I don't know. I just think that there's something there potentially with Conklin. He's at least worth taking a flyer on and seeing how it goes again. It goes back to like last, last what I was just talking about, like where, where Justin Jefferson didn't break out really until like week three or four. And all of a sudden he has 1400 freaking yards. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Tyler Conklin, but I'm saying he might be working his way into the offense. He had eight targets for seven catches, 71 or 70 yards and one touchdown this past week. Uh, that's exactly what you're looking for at the tight end position, eight targets. A lot of times you're talking about streaming tight ends that got like three targets and turned it into a touchdown. So like eight, like anytime you can find a guy with eight targets in, in any offense, I think it's worth kind of just taking a flyer on. Um, so he's rostered in 4% of leagues. He's athletic. This is exactly oh, what we were kind of hoping for. Oh, from he's Irv athletic. He's, he's an wow, athletic well, now player. I'm sold. Yeah. And I'm never going to stop saying that. I also had Tyler Conklin uh, for all those reasons, except the athleticism because it's, it doesn't need to be said. Uh, but yeah, no, the Vikings really like him and he's, yeah. he's good. Craig, who did you have? I have him as well. Wow. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. It's dark. It's bleak out there. Well, I was right. gonna, the one I was going to add for the record, Pat Fryermuth, Steelers. Um, mm. He is actually the definition of a well, guy well, that you're kind of you, hoping uh, for a touchdown with. But save him that? for when you lose the showdown time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's see here. Tyler Conklin. It's time for the Tyler Conklin showdown time. Ugh. Can you add like, like a vibrato to your voice or like, like a smashing sound? A Michael like Buffer. <laughs> there we go. That's good. From Michael. All right. This is for Tyler Conklin, which is Mike. This is not the stakes we're looking for for this exercise, but okay. From Michael. Black Ivory Coffee is one of the most expensive coffees in the world. Made by partially digested coffee beans, pooped out by elephants. Good lord! How much does one pound of black ivory coffee cost? Okay, well, is this one of those things like corn, where it's like, uh, who, who's, <laughs> who's buying it? Is this to? Are we? Is this wholesale? Is I think this? That this is a luxury good. It's a pound. A, a pound, pound of, of the it. coffee. Pound of the coffee. Yeah. Seems like awfully labor intensive to get this coffee. <laughs> And wait, this is the pound of, is it coffee beans, coffee grounds that's digested and, and passed? What yeah, does that mean? There's like, also one with like beetles where they make this too. Yeah. It's can like, you explain why people would I do that? I believe that their digestive system does something to the bean that... It's like opens up the, the tannins. Yeah, let's <laughs> it's like let's fine go wine. with that. Putting it, a de it's decantering it. Decanting. I feel like the it, first person who had the coffee did it as a joke, and they're like, "Hey, you know, eat the elephant poop beans are really good. You should try that." And then yeah. they're like, it was yeah, definitely you're a right. prank. It's great. Yeah, like, like a classroom oh, wait, prank. Really? You you put it in your teacher's coffee. They pranked their buddy, and this guy was like, "This coffee's unreal." And they were like, "Wait, what? <laughs> that guy does not work as a teacher anymore. He's rich as fuck." Um, <laughs> wait, what is the name of these beans again? What is it? Ivory black ivory coffee. Why you you googling it, Craig? 
No, I just wanted to know. Black ivory coffee. This is so hard because I, again, this is the corn problem. I have no idea how much fucking bulks costs with anything. I got a number. I got a number. All right. So do I. Go ahead. Heifetz. I'm going with like 150 bucks because you got to get an elephant to eat it, poop it out, and then you got to mail this to like really rich people to places where they don't live with where elephants are. So this has to cost a lot of money, right? Truth be told, that was my exact number was 150. Really? <laughs> yes. Like this has to be sold to rich people, right? You guys are going way low, I think, based on what I what my initial guess was. I was going to say five grand. Wow. For a pound? I'm I talking like I was too high. fucking I thought- heroin costs here. <laughs> <laughs> street this has a streak value of one million dollars yeah i think a pound of heroin goes for more than five grand well yeah i know i'm just saying like i'm talking like you're going you yeah guys you're said going 150 dollars for a fucking pound that's like i mean this is like we're not this is the difference between weed and cocaine guys it's you gotta go higher <laughs> okay what is it? how much just shit it out pounds at a time i don't know i because <laughs> of craig so dk you said what Five grand. Five grand. Okay, so Craig, you just yeah. can decide it right now if you want to go above or below 150. He said 150. No, I said 150. Yeah, we have the same number. So we have the same number. Okay, well, we'll just go from okay. there. All right, so we'll just see. We'll just see what the answer is. And uh, five hundred dollars a pound. Okay. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Went way too hard. <laughs> he got all worked. This up. guy. This guy really fucking like upsold me on this stuff. Damn it. <laughs> Anytime you add elephant shit, I add a couple grand to it. Yeah. Turns out I paid way too All much right, Craig, for this. Craig, you know what? You can just shit. have Tyler Conklin. <laughs> That's how <laughs> we do this. I don't want him that bad. It's fine. Who are you going to take? Dawson Knox? Yeah, actually. I was going to between Dawson Knox and Gerald Everett, and I feel like DK's going to take Gerald Everett. I'll just take Dawson Knox. I, I, I don't know. It's like these two are... Honestly, actually, ugh, I'm torn. Dawson Knox... Here's the thing with Dawson Knox. For the Bills tight end, he's sixth in routes run. Um... Shout out to Pro Football Focus for throwing this out there. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. You can't catch passes if you don't run routes. So he's sixth among tight ends around routes run. The only guys ahead of him are Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Logan Thomas, Cole Komet, which is six of the top seven tight ends by consensus. And then also Cole Komet for some reason. That Cole Komet like drop at the very end, just like a dart, like a dagger. Yeah, just kind of like he brings down the whole. But the point is, don't worry about Cole Komet. (laughs) Yeah, Dawson Knox is running routes in this portion. It's like the Bills throw a ton. It's what DK said earlier about Emmanuel Sanders. You want a piece of the offense. It's not great. It's not sexy. He's there. You know what he is? Hey, you know what he is? You know why he was a third round pick, Heifetz? If you say athletic, I'm going to fucking blow a gasket. It's because he's athletic. He didn't have a touchdown catch in college, I'm pretty sure. Um, nice. He They just liked him because he had athletic traits. Good body control. We, that, we know. That's the base qualification. Yeah, but he's athletic is the thing. Oh, um, God, he also did very, he did some interesting like hand-eye coordination stuff in the offseason. He's working at his craft. He had a vision coach because he led all tight ends drops is what you mean. <laughs> yes. Is, is well, that what you're going for? I mean, it's, the, you know, glass half The also Gerald Everett had five catches for 54 yards, which I actually think is also interesting. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to recommend Gerald this. Everett because it's the Seahawks and I, don't, I just can no longer trust anything they do. But Gerald Everett looks like the best player in the NFL every time he touches the ball. He looks like a wide receiver. Every time yeah. I see him, I'm, I can't, I'm like, oh shit, that's He's Gerald Everett. He's so he explosive. Looks... I don't get it. Yeah. Like, get him the ball more. Of course, it's not going to happen because. Can I flip this? If DK's afraid to recommend him, I actually kind of want Gerald Everett because that's a fan, like the same thing he did with Josh Gordon. That's the fan instinct protecting like the thing that he knows is nice and good and pure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
So Gerald Everett, Dawson Knox, Tyler Conklin. There's your buffering for the week. Um, okay. Streamers, qu- uh, quarterbacks. I mean, I, Kirk Cousins, we talked about, is un- he's like unbelievable this year if he's still out there. Otherwise, Sam Darnold. Yeah, 22% in Yahoo. Top 12 quarterback, and they haven't lo- like been losing for one play yet. Like I, Darnold's out there. Go get Darnold if you really need to stream someone. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone else you guys want to throw out. And just, we can just get to defenses. Let's see. I had Taylor Heineke at Atlanta. I mean, that's Disgusting. like, I have, that's I definitely would rather go Darnold there. Um, but, you know, he definitely, you know, he's kind of like got the gunslinger attitude. They're going to be, I, I don't think they're going to be playing from behind in this game, though. So that might be. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is another guy who's been kind of decent. He's low owned. All right. Defense. First of all, I just want to show the Saints defense is like the number one defense in fantasy. They're only really rostered like half ish. So they're might probably not available in your league, but like check because they're number one and they're going against Daniel Jones this week. So just throwing that out there, but they're probably not a streamer for you. I want to throw out three or four at you guys. I'm curious who you would pick if you had to stream one of these. The Bears are going against the Lions who are feisty, but also Jared Goff under pressure is not great. And the Bears D line has been unreal. The Dolphins are going against the Colts. And like, I kind of love the idea of some Brian Flores blitzes against Carson Wentz. Okay. The Packers are playing the Steelers. Oh, and then the Titans are playing the Jets. What was the first one you said again? I like that one. The Bears against the Lions. No, I'm not taking that one. I, I picked, I bet on, I already bet on the Lions money line. I think they're going to win that game. Ooh, wow. Look at you getting out ahead of it. The Lions have lost by two to like three straight good teams. The Lions are like a decent, I think they're like a seven win team, honestly. Uh, and I think the Bears suck. I think I would take uh, the, the Titans against the Jets. I think I would too. Yeah. I think you have to kind of just bet against Zach Wilson until they do something of any significance, even if the Titans defense sucks. Like the Jets are of a different dimension of sucking. Yeah. All right. I think I'm that's in. all we got. We passed that like a partially digested coffee bean. God. Okay. Graphic. What do you guys think? Hey, if I'll drink coffee, I will, I will stop my band. I will break my fast on coffee. If we get this $500 bag of elephant shit beans. <laughs> Someone's. Yeah. We'll, we'll just get some people to eat. We'll email us the coffee. That's, that's all. <laughs> How do you find it? Like, is it, can you just buy it online? Like, where is it? That's what Google's for, Craig. I don't know the answer. Well, I, I assumed you knew. Uh, you There's know, you read on coffee.com. Oh, Amazon. I guess it's on Amazon. Oh, Amazon's only $300. Oh, okay. currently unavailable. Tough. I'm going to have to get it on the black market. The world's rarest. Wow. Coffee naturally refined. Naturally refined by element by elephants. Jesus. Good branding. Sure. All right. Enough of that. All right. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Pixies. Oh. Also, thank you to everyone who emailed us trivia questions. Ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Yeah, Email showdown questions. That's cool. Pixies, DK. Thanks. Appreciate it. What's your favorite song by Pixies? I don't have one. <laughs> I, just, I feel like they're a band that like Chris Ryan likes. It's <laughs> probably true. Yeah. That's it. That's our ending. And scene. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
you might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong. But these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.